Omis, welcome to the news of the week. I'm your host, Shark11. It's been a while, Omis. Uh, I've been a little bit unwell, but back to full strength now. Uh, DKD, he's gone off. He's now working full-time for Catalog, which is part of REN protocol. It's some sort of bridging and wallet. I don't know. He tried to explain it to me. I didn't really get it. Uh, Mugen, he's off working on Playgrounds. I'm sure you guys would have seen some of that on Twitter, uh, which is a kind of like a competitor to June, uh, the June dashboard. So very interesting. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, yeah, so we were, you know, over Christmas, we decided um, to spin out of the Dow. So we were working uh, with, you know, some of the leadership in the Dow. And so we kind of, we, well, officially, I think we spun out in February, but, you know, it was kind of already done by January. So what that means is we, well, we wanted to do it because we didn't want to be funded by the Dow because that that's just created a lot of kind of issues because, um, you know, <laughs> we would be seen as associated with the Dow. Um, we would have to, like, if we said anything, then, you know, we'd have people from the Dow saying, oh, you know, don't say that or, um, you know, can you do this uh, type of stuff and not like, which is perfectly reasonable. Um, and it's not that we don't appreciate people, you know, giving us feedback on what we're doing. Uh, but yeah, it just became obvious that it wasn't a great fit for the project to be directly funded and incorporated in the DAO. Uh, so yeah, we decided to spin it out um, over Christmas. And then, yeah, price was obviously dropping. The mood was a bit low. Um, so we decided to just kind of have a really lean operation. It was already pretty lean, but, you know, lean as we can make it. Um, so we're still around JSON, RC, a couple of others on the back end. So what can you expect from Agora in the future? One of the biggest things we were worried about was proxy, well, was we'd have all these votes <laughs> and there was no, we didn't feel like as being part of the DAO that we could say anything about whether or not you should take a particular position or whether or not we thought anything was a good idea or not. We were just sort of saying, oh, here's what it is, make up your own mind. But that's not very useful, right? Because we obviously are deeply uh, involved in in the community and have like deep knowledge of the protocol. Um, so we think that one of the services that we can provide is a kind of proxy advisory, which is, uh, in traditional sort of markets it's it's how you would vote with your shares at a annual general meeting or like a special general meeting so we want to bring that into ohm and then be able to give people some idea and good reasons the reasons for or against and why we considered them um for particular voting so that's something we'll be doing we won't be doing it on every proposal because some things like are just not very, well, not that they're not controversial, but they're not significant. So if if there's like a bunch of proposals and we think one of them's like 
refund Zeus for the cost he paid for an audit. It's like, well, we're not. <laughs> we don't really mind what you vote on a proposal like that. Um, obviously, we think we would think that you should, but like, it's no biggie if you know people don't have advice. Well, not really advice, but like, have some sense-making organ about that can help them make a decision with that. So that's kind of the big change on the front of proposals. And what we're going to have is a punchy newsletter, so a bit shorter than in the past. Um, and Wednesday night Twitter spaces. So we found that <laughs> what was happening was we had the community call at the DAO. Um, and then like we, an hour later was the uh, Agora Twitter spaces, which wasn't like a great match because people, you know, were feeling fatigue from it so we decided to move it earlier in the week so it's now going to be wednesday nights and we're really going to try and limit it to 45 minutes or an hour because last year we had kind of <laughs> ones that went on for like three hours and it was just kind of you know not a great product we felt uh and then we're going to have the news of the week this podcast which will be like 20 minutes trying to aim for that uh, and then we'll have intermittent interviews. Um, you might have seen someone, prominent member of the community, recently bought some podcast equipment, so we might be doing something with that person. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have some interesting guests on, you know, partners, people with interesting things to say. Might get Nash back on, tell us what he's up to. Um, and that 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 all happened intermittently, so we're not going to commit to like a schedule for that. Um, and yes that's kind of our position so we're still working out how we're going to kind of fund the operation because we do want it to be sustainable so there's a couple of things on the table that could that could kind of provide that um uh whether or not it's applying for a grant although that has similar problems um with being directly funded by the dow um, but yeah, we, we've got some ideas. We'll sort of put some test balloons up and see what you guys think as well. Um, so we might get into the news. That's kind of the editorial part of this. <laughs> so we had uh, some recent proposals, uh, which were very significant. And one of them was the OIP 102, which is the compensation plan with bonus structures. So what this was is kind of really putting like the old <laughs> the old system was you know not very clear and not very coherent and there wasn't any bonus structure so this was really just sort of improving that mechanism and like the um kind of takeaways we have were like the bottom salary per month for like the lowliest of the low like a level one content role is like 175 dollars a month so not very much and then the like top out salary uh per month is like for our most senior engineers which would be 25k um so a month right which is the usd that's obviously a lot of cash but you know, you want you want the best. You gotta you gotta pay for it. So uh, then there's these bonuses, and they're based on these goals. So the goals are on a sliding scale as well. They set out in the proposal. So the first goal, which is worth thirty percent, so it's like uh, thirty, thirty, twenty, twenty. So it's like up to a hundred percent bonus. 
Um, and the first one is treasury growth. So that's up to $400 million um, in the treasury based on market value from Shadow's subgraph. So this is, I mean, <laughs> if the market takes off again, and this is in six months. So if the, um, uh, well, like to the end of the year, right? So, I mean, it's kind of like, we're kind of at three, 3.30 now or something around there. Um, so, I mean, really, if our ETH and Bitcoin and FRAX and CVX go up in price, we're probably going to meet that one. I thought it was a little bit low, um, but like it will also mean that <laughs> if we have that much money, then we can pay the bonuses. So it's kind of, um, uh, kind of, you know, fine. Like, you know, let's let's have the kind of protocol people working for the protocol enjoy the benefits of the success of the protocol. I think it means that's like it's 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 fine. Um, <laughs> oh, like you could they could have like been a bit more aggressive with their goals, um, particularly where there's like a lot of value in the treasury that is these volatile assets as well, which really could get us there quite quickly. But also, like, there's not a great macro outlook, so I can understand why the number was picked. Uh, and then we had the premium, which is 30%. So what that will be is, is, it, is, is the price of Ohm on a 30-day moving average? So it's not like, you know, someone can come along and do like a, a big candle and then have it sell right off and then they get the bonus it's got to be sustained right so um is is the protocol uh is the value of own 20 percent higher than backing so the backing is the market backing and not the um not the 120 like the uh liquid backing sorry <laughs> um so 20 percent higher i think I think the market backing is something like $17 at the moment. So it would be like quite high to get 20% above um, and have it sustain. But what getting above backing means, I think it's like more important <laughs> than the treasury growth because what it means, well, they're interrelated, right? Because if, if we do, uh, if we are above backing, then it means we can turn on bonds. And if we can turn on bonds, then we can, um, increase the treasury value and increase the like value per an ohm of all the holders that are currently coming in and then at that price the people who are entering um, the the protocol so uh, it's it's the most important I think is kind of getting the premium up there but like obviously we can make revenue from other sources so we've got I think we're earning like a hundred percent APY on our convex position, which is just a ETH ohm uh, position on curve. And then we've just kind of permalocked our CVX votes uh, for that pool. So that's like $2 million there. Like if the pool's $2 million and we're earning 100% APY, then that's you know pretty great. Um, so th there are other revenue sources. So it's not like the only place that the increasing treasury is gonna come from is volatility, but um, it will definitely, um, if we can get above the backing, if we can get above backing for the 
uh, own price, it, it will mean we can turn back on bonds. So I think if we can get turn back on bonds, then that's kind of us making it. And, you know, if, if people are getting paid out for that success, I think that's perfectly reasonable and justified. And then decentralized operations. Um, this is so that's this is like another big one. And it's part of like focusing back on well, what's the core of what we're doing. And it's really important because people are more prone to build on something where they can um, be guaranteed about the underlying, right? So if if we have this um, multi-sig that's controlling your treasury, even if it's on a time lock, um, it's, it's still like a big centralization vector. Like what if someone goes and finds out all who the signers are and then, you know, goes and tries to find them and, um, you know, <laughs> bad things could happen. Um, so it's really important to get get this into like on-chain gov governance, especially the treasury. And then we can become a bit more like something like Bitcoin, right? Where you say, well, it's, you know, it's immutable. It's not, well, we won't be immutable, but like <laughs> more immutable than we are now um more decentralized right so you really want to have that confidence that the value is going to be there uh, when you need it and it's like not something it's something that can be built on top of because it's trying to be this thing and it's taking steps to become the thing it's trying to be which is this decentralized reserve currency they're like taking steps to do that and have uh you know uh, all the risk management controls and how it's going to work because it's going to be pretty tricky. You can't just sort of one day say, hey, we've now got on-chain voting because it's got all like these attack vectors. So you have to have like the proper weights. Like does it require 75% of ohm to vote? And if that happens, then it's like, <laughs> you know, like very difficult to get people out to vote. Um, and then like having these other structures in place. So like a emergency sort of veto of proposals that you know are kind of like attacks on the protocol and then what type of time locks that's got to have so lots of stuff to do there um and then the last one is the ranking on coin echo um and they want to get from 123 to 90 for like 20 percent of the bonus i think that's kind of like irrelevant like i didn't i thought it was a like not a great metric, um, but you know uh, <laughs> they've got to come up with something. Um, so it, it's fine as well. Like yeah, whatever. We so a full bonus for the top engineer. They would be getting uh, three hundred and eighty-four grand a year, which is you know it's it's pretty in line with what you are going to expect to pay someone who's a top engineer in the space just because there's such high demand so i think that's fine uh and then sort of the council members they have um more of the bonus what so they're more weighted to whether or not the um bonus goals are met so they get like a they get less monthly salary but they if the goals are met they get like a higher multiplier i think it's like 1.4 times or something it's in the proposal um the estimate is about 400k a month in salaries uh for the 40 contributors and seven paid council stratego positions uh and that that seems like a fine budget for 
that many people working on the protocol. I mean, there is a lot of work happening in the background. We are going places. So um, pretty important to keep those people well fed. Uh, and then it was on the 5th of July, the snapshot was finalized. So like it ended and it had like 99% approval. Wasn't very controversial, I didn't think. Uh, and then we had deploy permissionless OP as bomb protocol. So this one was like very contentious. What it was is the Olympus probe teams have finished the new bonds for um, how they're going to have these um, fixed term bonds as NFTs uh, and uh, fixed expiry bonds as ERC20s. So this is for, um, this is like important infrastructure to do the, the locking that's required for um, the vaults. So that's where like you're going to have these um, you can like lock up your own for a period of time and then they're able to like have the kind of yield curve control that they want to have. So issuance and they can know how much ohm is liquid on the market. And since you know they control a lot of liquidity, then they can determine sort of <clears throat> um, the prices set, right? <laughs> By increasing the yield at like, you know, five years or two years or whatever it is. So that's the like very basic um, what they're going to do with the um, lock liquidity, I mean locked um, staking. Uh, so which is I don't know. I think like they were talking about like towards the end of the year, so probably like October, November, I would think. Um, and then whether or not that comes out with the walls as well. But anyway, so they've built all this new infrastructure and it's ready to go with. Um, at least like contracts are ready to go so they're still like doing stuff on the front end and then they were like well olympus pro as like a product of ohm doesn't make as much sense as spinning it out because it's like a big cost to the dow and it like is a very big distraction because they have to do all this business development and <clears throat> like it brings exposure as well <laughs> if someone like if there's some sort of uh exploit of either the contracts or uh, the front end, then people will come knocking at Olympus's door and say, hey, you know, you got this big treasury. Why don't you fix me up for that? And we saw that recently happen with um, when Tri when Fay protocol, they merged with um, Rari and then like all the Rari people left. <laughs> and then there was this exploit of um, Fuse um, which was like the main Rari product. And then everyone was like, well, you you merged with them. So, you know, you're going to take responsibility for this. And then there was like a huge issue with that. So uh, like in, in our opinion, as Agora, we think that getting rid of liability exposure is like should be top priority, right? So decentralizing front ends, um, you know, get, getting as much sort of secondary activity out of the DAO. Um, so that's that's kind of one of the main reasons that we think it's a great idea. So the idea is to spin it out into its own protocol and like, you know, you can they can do a raise and get like investors. Um, Olympus will own at least 60% of the equity and they want to form it as a company. Um, so I imagine that 
one of the main reasons you wouldn't want to form it as a company is because you want to offer these bonding type services to like real world financial institutions, right? Because this is this is you know really really cool tech. Um, so and and obviously have it on chain as well for people who want it on chain, or they can sort of enter in these con service contracts for people to be able to um you know provide them services as a legal entity so it's 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 actually yeah pretty cool idea in my estimation there was a lot of people who were like well why don't we keep it it's a revenue source for the dow and um what isn't it just going to be all these insiders who are going to get like a nice healthy chunk of the protocol where's my piece of the protocol they say um and like um the equity that they say Olympus will be getting, which uh, tech set out in the proposal as like at least 60% of the equity on the company formation and a board seat from one of the council members. Um, what what happens if like they get, um, the insiders are getting a better deal than, than Omi's. It's not very community focused. So I think like it just doesn't work, right? Like long-term it needs to be its own thing. Um, it needs to have like this credible neutrality. It needs to, we need to get like our liability exposure, as I mentioned before. Um, and then the flexibility to get like outside funding. We shouldn't pay for this. Like it's a risk, right? Cause it might not, it might not be successful, but we keep on paying for like all these people to develop it and like their, um, business development expenses and then the people working on it aren't really directly uh incentivized so like make it maximally successful so um yeah there's really good arguments for it to be spun out uh so we kind of did an analysis of both and then we looked at like meeting some of the arguments against uh and we summarized that like text he's got like a very good reputation um, as like an honest broker um, and, you know, someone who's been around since like the start of Olympus, uh, you know, he's, he's been in the Dow. He's, he's led the Olympus pro program, you know, from the start. So people who dealt with him, including myself, um, think he's a person with high integrity. So I think the rug risk there is like pretty low. Like you got to get to a stage where you're like, well, how much of our budget is it useful for us to be spending on this thing if we're not properly motivating the people who are doing it to be maximally successful? And then if we have all the incentives aligned, then, you know, it's got a very low risk of, um, you know, kind of this any type of misbehavior in that regard. So uh, any runway also won't be funded by the Dow. Great. Like <laughs> this thing might not be successful, you know, we're not. And then if we don't have to pay for that and somebody else is taking that risk, then, you know, they're going to get outsized gain because they're going to have to buy into some of that equity. So great if they want to do that. Um, and then if you're an OMI, you have exposure, right? Because Olympus is going to start with at least 60%. So that's like at least 60% depending on like how good the fundraising is. So they're not going to like, it, the team is going to have equity, so they're not going to want to give it away for cheap. They're going to want to like 
get as much as money as they can um, for a good deal with the right people. So those incentives are aligned as well. And then it isn't a good source of revenue at the moment um, because it doesn't make very much money. Um, so yeah, but back to the main point, liability reduction. Can we get it? Yes, let's do it. That's my opinion. Uh, so our first proxy advice was a yay on OIP 104. At the time you're hearing this, it would have already passed. And I think it passed with like 99%, 98.79 in the end, which is, you know, overwhelming. Um, and then we had Agora Spaces back. So we had that on Wednesday. And uh, Quasi, Cypher, Jason, he got up and potted meat as well. And then, um, yeah, it was like 45 minutes and we just chatted about where things are up to, some of our partners, what Klima's up to. So it's very chill. If you want to ask something or you've got a question or whatever, just jump up on stage or you want to say something to the community. That's what it's there for. It's just super chill. It's not meant to be like on a particular topic or trying to educate you um about you know some someone else's protocol or whatever it's just kind of whatever's whatever's kind of happening or whatever people want to talk about um and then frac swap they've approved an own frax pool for fxs rewards on their gauge so fxs uh like curve have these gauges where they like uh give away fxs um and then they're people who lock away their FXS get to vote for what, which pools that gets distributed to. Um, so, but they can only do it to pools that are approved. So what has happened is we said, hey, we've got this OM, we want to get an OM FRAX pool. We'll put it on FRAXSwap, which is um, a, another decentralized exchange, except for it allows um, TWAMs, which is time-weighted average market making, which pretty much means you can do like a dollar cost average over however you, however long or short that you want. I think Frax is doing like a buyback at the moment for $2 million of Frax over 30 days, just because they think that FXS is cheap now and they want to buy some back. So kind of like a little bit like inverse bonds. Um, so they originally, the team put one up um, <clears throat> and said, hey, let's get our own frax pool. And they were like, nah, because <laughs> you're just going to eat your own FXS rewards. You know, it's got to like do something. Um, and so they decided that this would be the first Mint and Sync pool. And Mint and Sync um, was proposed by Zeus like earlier this year. And it is a mechanism which allows ohm to be directly minted into a liquidity pool so it's effectively like having a geom kind of frax pair except for the liquidity is in ohm not um frax so you get your ohm rewards directly minted into the pool and then it gets like arbitrage right so uh, someone will come along and balance the pool out after the mint. So, and that would lose like point, you know, whatever makes it profitable for the pool. So if it's a really big pool, you would lose like 0.01 or whatever. The MEV extractor bot is going to, as soon as it's profitable for like a bot to do it, they'll just do it, right? So, um, and then 
Um, so that 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 will be it. Um, so what what the protocol will do is then we'll just vote with our FXS for that pool. So you'll be able to like have your own beget be getting rewards, but then also get FXS rewards, which is you know very cool. Um, and then we had uh, <laughs> this new account Ohm Snake popped up. Uh, <laughs> it's this guy. Well whoever, a person, uh, and they've got this like cobra head with like a ohm eye and they're like putting up all these like memes and stuff. Um, so it was like pretty um, good timing because Jaws put like in his um, official, uh, in his bio on, on Twitter that he's ex Olympus Dow. Um, so, you know, just what the doctor ordered, some fun... <laughs> twitter twitter posting and they've got this like uh one where it's this like guy at the gym um except for he's like photoshopped well they've photoshopped the snake head on to the body and then they've got sam casmium from frax like loading up the weights and it goes keep it coming sam casmian i'm getting so big i'm about to spin out a new protocol and then they've linked to um the bond protocol proposal uh so yeah welcome um snake good to have like some <laughs> some omies on twitter having a bit of fun uh there's one other thing i wanted to talk about which was the balancer migration so this passed i think like yeah like two or three weeks ago uh and it is a proposal to make balancer the primary liquidity hub for Olympus. And what that's going to be is on a uh, ohm pool with uh, weights of 50% ohm, 25% ETH, 25% DAI. And it's just going to mean uh, we're going to move away from SushiSwap. So SushiSwap, the like biggest problem for me was they're like always taking like a chunk of our <coughs> revenue because <laughs> they take point. So the pool fee is 0.3%, but then Sushi takes 0.05% um, of that 0.3% um, as a, as a, as a fee for them. Um, so um, yeah, obviously not great <laughs> for us because we're losing a bunch of fees. Uh, so Balancer doesn't have that fee. Um, as I understand it, um, I could be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. Um, and then what it means is we can sort of change these weights in the pool as we go along. Um, but everyone's got like immediate access to um, trading in with these like big pairs of ETH and DAI. Um, and they've got some big plans about kind of how they're going to deploy like protocol liquidity. So we could see like, uh, die frax own pool as well i imagine in the future um so that's pretty cool uh yeah so they've got like big proposal how that's going to go with range range bound stability um so yeah pretty cool uh and it passed like sailed through obviously so it really looks like they're getting getting set up for the launch of walls which i think are still in audit 
um, last I heard, um, and whether or not sort of the walls and the um, lock staking come in at the same time. There's like a lot of stuff to like kind of model out and think about, but we've got big brains in the Dow doing it, so I've no doubt it's going to come. But yeah, I think Ohm is kind of, you know, we're past that kind of hype phase. We suffered a bit of reputational damage, but we're getting to the stage where it's like, well, you know, it's it's at its liquid backing and then it's got all this upside on the assets that it has. So it's it's um, it's a, becoming a bit more attractive, I think, as an asset to just hold. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, and that's it from us, Omis. We will catch you 